The Batman, directed by Matt Reeve, starring Robert Patterson. Was it good? We are Was It Good, and we're going to figure that out. I'm Ravi, as always, joined by... Krishna. And Arjuna. And we're going to figure out the oldest question in the book, if the Batman was needed, do we care, and reckless speculation. You know, it's Robert Pattinson, not Robert Patterson. (laughs) Wait, is Pattinson? Yes. Patin? Patting? Pattinson? Pattinson. Okay. I was just call him that uh, emo vampire. And, uh, well, he lived up to that billing in this movie. Emo vampire? (laughs) This is a spiritual uh, successor to Twilight. I don't know if you guys knew that. Clearly. He's pale. He uh, hangs out in the dark. Um, Yeah. We never actually see him eat or drink human food. Just saying. That's true. Well, no, he had that berry. Remember Alfred's, like, fresh Uh, berries? And... Actually, now that I'm remembering, does he actually put it in his mouth? I think he does. I think he does. It's like I think he sucks the red thing. out of it. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Because he's a vampire. That's that's him. He's a he's a vampire. He's a vampire. Actually, he's we, a vampire. we barely get Bruce Wayne in this movie. It's all almost all Batman. I was we actually, get some Bruce Wayne. We yeah. get some. So here's the thing. Did did you guys enjoy that fact, or did yeah. that ruin things? Because when <laughs> I after I got back yesterday and I saw the movie. I came in and I was like to, to, to Lauren and Allie who were just hanging out here. I was like, that was like probably the best Batman movie ever. And then they were both like, wait, but what? But what about Robert Patterson? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, go ahead. Do go ahead. you think this is the best Batman movie ever? Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing that out there right now. Right <sighs> off the bat. I got I, I to gotta end this podcast. Right I'm now. throwing that right there. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. I think I it's the this. best modern day Batman film. You've never you heard know, of the Dark Knight? Ever heard of it? That was you know, that was that was almost ten years ago. That's a mo- it's still modern day. That's ten so, years. So, ten, the way the internet works and how speed and light travels, that's basically forever away. Oh I will boy. say this. I yep. will say this. I'm gonna split the difference. I will say it's the best portrayal of Batman we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the best Batman movie, but I think Robert Pattinson, I've only seen it once. I, I need a second viewing to confirm. You don't need to. It's but three I hours, would say, so I don't think you need to see it again. Oh, I need it. Uh, I think Robert Pattinson is the best Batman uh, we've ever seen. Right, and that and that's my point in, in the sense that what we saw with the character of Batman, this dark, brooding, scary, vengeful, I'm vengeful, um, I'm vengeance, thing, like walking around we got a really good you know version of of that 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 thing walking and and the way i kind of like relate what i relate to is the mandalorian right we fell in love with the mandalorian not because of pedro pascal and his face and his facial it's this person wearing this armor this character right this thing and its presence that we are like whoa the mandalorian is so fucking cool and patterson did a really good job with Batman where it's like this thing this scary motherfucker is so cool and like scary and mysterious he, and just whatever like yeah he stalks his prey yeah. every time he walked and those boots hit the ground yeah. it was like a rumbling right it was like a <gasps> rumbling sound rumbling. and he walked so he walked slowly and methodically it reminded me of like a Jason movie right yeah. you know where the, the bad guy stalks his prey before he kills him it was just like that every time he appeared it was just like this slow methodical walk it was like Man, it, it was, you know, the first time you see him, he comes out of the shadows. I was like, ooh, that's, that's Ar- good. Arjuna, I mean, I mean, the Riddler. Yeah, I want to hear Arjuna's thing. The Riddler, sa- the Riddler says at the end of the movie in yeah. the, the climatic, you know, prison scene, he's like, we're the same. And uh, there's a lot of truth to that, right? Like, he is almost a straight-up villain at the start of this movie. Just the way he brutally beats down that Joker gang. Um, 
you know, and it, the, you know, the big arc of the movie is obviously his realization that like I can't be vengeance. I have to be hope, right? Right. You know, I have to, I have to say that the city has to be part of the city. And uh, I thought they, I thought that was really different from what they've done in previous Batman movies, right? Where you know, take like the Dark Knight trilogy for example, where you know this is a this is a Batman that works kind of in the shadows and and believes like he, you know. W- He's the hero that Gotham deserves, right? That's the infamous Jim Gordon line. Uh, this is not a heroic Batman. Um, for most of the movie, he is a he is a a, a boy essentially dressing up as a bat. Well, I mean, bat they boy. really like they they really by by bypassing for like pretty much what feels like the first time ever, like bypassing the Thomas and Martha death scene and and moving past the first year and the origins. You have this damage to Bruce, right? Who isn't just like over, over the deaths, right? Like in most Batman adaptations, he gets over their deaths by becoming Batman. Right. This is a Batman who is still grieving, um, twenty plus years later, um, and is angry and is hurt and he has a lot of baggage with him and is is kind of utilizing that into Batman and and comes to this realization that like, oh, I. Uh, I'm not really helping. Like I think he says near the beginning of the movie, he's like, "I've been doing this for a year. Crime is up." You know. Well, two isn't it two are, years. This yeah, is his second year. In his second year, okay, gotcha. yeah. I thought. I think the most telling uh, bit of evidence to Arjuna's point is that when Catwoman is like, "I gotta save," like Annika, um, you know, the dead, the dead woman, or you know, find her, you know, figure that out. He's like, um, actually, we should probably stay on Falcone and. The DA, like, he's like, you know, that's more important. And I thought that was really interesting because that's not very Batman-esque. So um, that was cool. I, I would say that this movie probably had more Batman growth than any other Batman movie. Like, most other Batman movies, he remains pretty static, right? right. Like, he's, he's uh, you know, he is what he is. Um, this movie, I think we, we had kind of a nice progression for once. With, right, uh, like with that if, if we if we go back to the Dark Knight comp, right? The Dark Knight is not great because of the Batman. The Dark Knight is great because yeah. of the Joker, yeah. Two Face, Gordon, a lot of these other characters because he's done a lot of his growth in Batman Begins. Yeah, um, this movie is, you know, you're with Pattinson for almost the entire movie. You know, pretty much besides like the opening scene and a couple other scenes here and there, like it's all Batman for three hours. Like this is the most <laughs> we've ever spent with Batman in a singular <laughs> movie experience. Right. Like we are Robert Pattinson now. We are <laughs> We are vengeance. We are vengeance. Yeah. Uh oh, and I thought, you know, I think to your points, uh he did a really good job of like making a three hour movie captivating, which is hard to do. Like it's Well it's not just it's not just him, right? I think Matt Reeves is as well. Like what he did, like I was dreading I'm not gonna lie to you, like I had like all day anxiety um, leading up to seeing this movie because I was like, am I going to need a pee break? Am I going to be bored? Am I going to want to check my phone? And I was like, thankfully, I was very like pulled in immediately and just kind of stuck with it the whole way through. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, again, I think like the pacing of this thing was just really, really well done. Granted, this movie, you know, it takes place what, over the course of six days-ish. I think um, October, uh, Halloween night, yep. October 31st to like November 6th, I yeah. want to say. It's like a week. Makes you think why this movie didn't come out on Halloween. I mean, wasn't it supposed to? It wasn't to? ready. <laughs> I have no idea. Just, oh. <laughs> but it was delayed, right? The Batman was delayed because yeah. of COVID yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, I think almost every movie has been delayed over the last 
however many years we've been in COVID. <laughs> so obviously, you know, I I think I'm, you know, we do our usual like one word impression. I'm just going to kind of, you know. Is yours vengeance? Mine was actually best. And you all kind of helped explain that as to why this was the best. <laughs> it's not the best Batman movie. It is the best. Top three. You it's literally top three. just said. You literally just said. You literally just said this is the most Batman we ever got, and it was. That doesn't really, make really it the good. best movie. It's, yes, it does. The best. Movie. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it makes it the <laughs> best Batman movie. Literally doesn't. It does. It does. There's two. Ba- there's two Batman movies I've enjoyed more than this. The, so Ravi is saying that one, the, the Batman is the best. The best boy of all Batman. He exactly. likes boys. That's he is top boy. He is top Batman boy. Head, he's head boy. I'm he's head, head boy. boy. <laughs> head boy. Head boy. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have a one word impression in terms of uh, how you would kind of recap the movie? Mine obviously being best because that's I, I have one. A uh, Christian can go first if he has. Yeah, one. yeah. Mine was going to be boots, but I already explained. Boots. You know, boots, <laughs> the boots on the ground. Beeps. No, not boobs. Boots. No, you uh, want to say beeps. My one word. Yeah, it's true. My one word impression is actually going to be Rorschach. Um, oh. Because I thought uh, the voiceover of ba- of, uh, of of Bruce Wayne, <laughs> yep, it's specifically during the beginning part of the movie, like this city, the crime, it never sleeps. <laughs> I never sleep. I was like, it's just Rorschach. It's just straight up Rorschach from The Watchmen. They just took straight up took Dan Snyder's uh, dialogue for Rorschach and just kind of superimposed it onto Bruce Wayne for the beginning. Uh, I, I kind of giggled in the in the movie theater um, when I heard it because like that's funny. Well I actually, I, I actually kind of liked it. his Batman voice. Uh, oh, like, I, I loved it. Like, I loved it. Christian Bale's Batman voice is the most ridiculous, right? Like oh, he's definitely. just like, oh, <laughs> you know. And, and this one was like a little more nuanced. I was like, okay, I appreciate this. Yeah, yeah. But it was it, it, it was more um, it was less goofy and it was more like realistic to what you would expect. And it was also the majority of the time that you heard. Batman talking was to like Catwoman or to to like uh, Selena, um, or to like Gordon, and like it's a normal conversation. And when right. he's kicking ass, he's obviously not like talking; he's just taking care of taking care of it, right? I'm I'm vengeance. Uh, well, speaking of the kicking ass thing, real quick, you know what I did like about this movie was that Batman was not like OP; like he actually got the shit beat out of him quite a bit in this he, movie. It reminded me of Daredevil. Like season yeah, one. like I kept saying, like when when's the hallway scene gonna happen? And it did. Well, it happens late. Yeah. Um. But uh, and it's implied. I don't know if you guys caught this, but like I the only training he's had is pretty much from Alfred. Yep. Like Alfred is the one that trained him in martial arts. Like he doesn't have any um Raz League Agul. of Shadows <laughs> type of you know ex- expert martial arts. You know he's a pretty good fighter, but like he gets hit quite a bit. He gets shot a lot in this movie and that's going to bring me to my one word uh one word impression which is immortal uh, <laughs> this batman is clearly immortal and i have a few pieces of evidence here number one <laughs> the scene with the da yes specifically with the bomb around his neck first of all why the fuck did he not move when the bomb was gonna go because up? he needed to find rat ratapalooza ratapalooza <laughs> but first of all, you are not surviving an explosion to the face. But he with, he covered he did cover his um yeah. his uh okay, face. Well, he, with, okay, with the thing. then he has the he has the greatest Batman armor we have ever seen. Agreed. This this Batman could kill Superman. That's yes. what I'm you have to, to you do yes. have to remember though, like so depending like I am no explosives expert, FBI, I have not looked this up. I'm just kind of pulling this out of my butt to a degree. 
I'm just putting that preface out there because I don't want no fucking investigations done on myself. But, you know, explosions, depending on how you set an explosive up, you can direct the force of energy, right? Based on what what we saw with that bomb and everything, it kind of looked like a downward explosion. explosion. So what he was potentially getting in his face was just kind of the ricochet or the uh, energy off of the ground that obviously like then propelled him backwards. Um, He should still have more, more injuries. And he should also have a shit ton of blood on him. Well, um, well, which obviously again, they couldn't again, have. It's a PG thirteen movie. Sure. I understand that. Yep, yep. But that that moment definitely took me out of the movie. I'm like, he needs to be severely injured right now. What are and not do just you like do you, um, a little concussion? I mean, you probably don't go that often onto Reddit and things and news sites. But like news sites have, there's been a big like influx in terms of like bulletproof armor that can with like withstand a shotgun at like almost point blank range. So it's not necessarily completely out of the realm of possibility that his I understand could. that. The one, the, the explosive, like, I don't think it's that Batman's immortal. I think it's also potentially that Matt Reeves Batman universe doesn't follow our universe's rules <laughs> of physics. Clearly because the be, one, because the one explosion that made no sense to me was Alfred's. Right. I mean, at yeah. least he threw that. Sure, yeah. he threw that, what, a foot away? That made no sense. Feet. Actually, all, I would what, say... Alfred just had, like, what, the, little dings on his face? Right, well, there's also one, There's also the other scene where he... Shortly after, you know, getting an explosion of the face, he has to escape the GCPD. Right. And then when he jumps off and he parachutes, oh, yeah. and his parachutes gets caught, he should have at least 12 broken bones. But hey, he cushion. Gets he's up, got cushion. He's got cushion fine. in the armor. I will say, go. though, the um, the Christian Alfred armor. explosion, the uh, Alfred explosion maybe explains the Batman one. Maybe they're just really small, weak explosions. So, like, if Alfred can survive, then obviously Batman is going to survive with no injuries, right? I, I adhere to the fact that in this universe, everyone is immortal. <laughs> Thank you for my time. But then, Love but it. then, but, but, but what doesn't also make sense then if we're like, maybe the explosives are weak or like maybe there is a explosives thing when the riddler blows all of the water damn things right like that's a lot of explosives needed to he, like he he saved up he for, was saving them that's why he <laughs> used the here for that he put the he put the big ones for the you know the levies obviously. also what did you guys think of the riddler just being like a loserish influencer he's like hey hey everybody hey guys it's, it's my he, last it, video i really love Actually, this community it was a little disturbing. Very disturbing. It, it feels a little yeah. too close to home. Very close. So if to you home. look at like yep. most like uh, mass murderers, like you know mass shootings, you know you look at where a lot of the demographic of where those people come from. That is that demographic. The so so people br- uh, brought up the the very ending, right? The with the his his following kind of amassing um, at the the dome bowl area yeah, in Gotham and, you know, shooting basically public officials. And a lot of people thought that was an allusion to the 2021, uh, you know, storming of Capitol Hill on January, yeah, January 6th. 6th. Yeah. But Reeves came out and said like, we wrote the script in 2017. Like it's all coincidental. Oh, um, but like horrifying. a lot of people, horrifying. a lot of people were really disturbed by that scene. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, were, I was in the theater and like, I looked over at uh, our producer who was with me, Lerman. And I was just like, we both were like, uh, you uncomfortable? I'm like, yeah, super uncomfortable. Like it, 
it hit it hits weird and it's very a very uncomfortable thing especially like how i mean this is again this is like credit to matt reeves and and everyone like working on this film you know post-production sound design everything how they build that scene up where you got the music going you have the riddler you know laughing essentially at batman him figuring it out and then you know in most superhero movies uh, and this kind of goes back to like Watchmen, right? Where like uh, what Ozzy Mendes tells them the plan, and he's like, you know, this isn't a comic book movie. I'm not gonna let you, like tell you and then give you time to stop it. I hit the button 20 minutes. Ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very similar to like that whole scene where the the um, I actually thought it was gonna go all the way where you know we see the explosions happen, we see the flooding starting, and I thought we were actually gonna see the shooters actually start shooting already. Um, as opposed to, you know, Batman going in and stopping them. I was actually, like, because it felt so real and everything, I was glad, like, Batman was able to go in and kick these dickheads, like, ass. But, again, it's because of, like, what we've seen, what happened on January 6th. It's very much like I think a lot of us do wish on January 6th somebody went in and kicked their asses. Like, that would have been justice. It's also an interesting way to end the movie because... yeah. Even though Batman has this like self-realization that he needs to be like an actual hero and a part of the community, he kind of loses, right? Like, there's a lot of like destruction and chaos that are that's in Gotham, and I mean, Gotham's in a worse place than it was at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, as corrupt as they were, the top officials of the city are all dead. Right. Uh, the the city is flooded. There's complete chaos. They they're waiting for the Coast it's- Guard. There's it a power me, grab. There's a power vacuum with Falcone yeah. out of the way. It uh, reminds me of um, the end of Dark Knight Rises, right? Like Dark Knight Rises, you know, the the last of the Christopher Nolan trilogy ends like that, where uh, Batman and, and that one, Batman leaves. He doesn't even stick around <laughs> to clean up the mess. At least, uh, at least in this one, Bruce is like, "Oh, I'm going to stay and you know, but the put things back together." But the I mean, he had an option. I mean, yeah, Catwoman was like, "Hey, take a vacation with me." He can stand uh <laughs> he went the other way. And I don't know how many other people would have done that. But the big <laughs> difference with this one and the Nolan one, right, is that Christian Bale's Batman realized he was the problem. He was causing yeah. the crazies to come out. Um I always find it kind of funny when you look at like Marvel and DC. Batman is very, you know, he's all about this dark, broody stuff, but because of his actions, he causes a lot of these, like, characters and things. Like, even Peacemaker says it, right, in the Peacemaker series, right? <laughs> Batman's a fucking <laughs> pussy. He doesn't go and kill his enemies. And you want to know that, why I don't have a rogues out. gallery? Because they're all six feet under. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But there is, like, a point to that. So the Christian Bale Batman, I think, he realizes he's the problem. So by leaving, he can do better for the city, essentially. Well, well this, I was also telling Krishna before yeah. the show started, um, you know... In the movie, it's revealed that uh, Martha is Martha Arkham. Yes. uh, Which means he's related in this movie to the Arkham family. So if you think about it, it's good for business for for Bruce to put his his enemies into Arkham. (laughs) To bring bring chaos. He's just making... I I, I mentioned it to Arjuna as well before the show. I thought that was... uh, I liked that they made her an Arkham because, like I said to Arjuna... You have to be slightly insane to dress up as a bat. Right. You know, call yourself vengeance and beat up bad guys. And so having maybe a family history of some mental illness sort of helps explain um, some of Bruce's behavior sometimes. (laughs) I also like that they showed like a a more 
like let's go back to a Dark Knight trilogy, right? He gets the the training and he's this fearless Batman from the start. Versus like this Batman, he's so early in his career and, and they're showing that progress. Like when he's on top of that GCPD building, there's fear in yeah, his was, eye. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh fuck, I'm about to jump off this like 200 foot building and glide down on a a paraglider. Like, yeah, I would be scared to death. It also um, it's funny because we also see like young Batman, young Bruce Wayne, who's also clearly still a child because he's a huge dick to Alfred, oh, calling him out, and be like, "You're not you're my Wayne? dad." <laughs> fucking asshole. Also, but my favorite part, my favorite part, Alfred is in the hospital, almost died. First thing he says says to him when he wakes up, "You lied to me." Yeah. <laughs> not not how are you? So have you oh, guys? Have you have you, you heard anything like that? You lied to me. Have you heard of this? Uh, there's this new term that's uh, been thrown around, especially in the age of social media and like influencers, and it's the uh, "I'm the main character." Um, yeah. And, and and in that moment when Bruce Wayne says that to Alfred, it's like very much like I'm the main character. Everything is about me, 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 me. <laughs> and it's just like, wait a second, what? You know, you know, and you know why that's so effective is because. In the climactic meetup between him and the Riddler, um, when he thinks the Riddler knows who he is and is like, "Oh, poor Bruce Wayne, billionaire orphan." He's pouting. Wayne. He's literally like, he's like really sad and embarrassed that he's Bruce Wayne in that moment. I don't exactly. think he's even shocked because- that like his secrets coming out like. It's embarrassment that yeah. I read yeah. on his face. Shame and 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 Shame. And, and because it's true, because it, it's true. It's like he is he's he's acting like a spoiled brat sometimes, right? Especially in, when you see that with when Alfred wakes up, it's like you lied to me. Like, yeah. don't worry about your injuries or what you've been through or your life or anything. It's like you lied to me. I'm hurt, and uh, and, th- and, th- and that's why when the Riddler is like, yeah, Bruce Wayne. Poor Bruce Wayne, he's not a real orphan. We're the orphans, right? You know, eating rats and losing babies every winter. Like, Bruce Wayne has billions of dollars and lived a privileged life, continues From to his, live a privileged his life. Tower. From his tower that overlooks everything. Yeah. So, right. real quick, yeah. Wayne Tower, You're is right. that also where the Wayne business is happening as well? That's what I assume. Like, it's yeah. essentially like this is the business center and they have the penthouse at the top yeah. because they don't show another Wayne Manor. Um, well, when they the show the orphanage, they, they call it like the Wayne something orphanage. Yeah. So I always imagined that they gave the manor away. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming happened mm. at some point. Yeah. Um, before we get too, too like in the weeds here, we always like to do our DVD chapter listing. Arjuna spends a great amount of time. You know, combing the uh, I spent six hours the brain that is his brain to figure out what makes sense in terms of recapping every pivotal moment in Batman. Sometimes he goes too long. Very rarely does he go too short. And as ours, it's only one voice. It's only one voice, Christian. And Christian is going to do this uh, in a voice. He's going to read the chapter listings. And Christian, the voice I have picked for you. There's an easy one here. It's going to be Bane. Thank you, Bane. Thank you. <laughs> yes, because Bane. once you do the ba- once you do Bane, then uh, I want to jump into. Uh, well, actually, before you before you do the Dave chapter listing, real quick, you guys picked up on the Bane serum, right? Oh, uh, the drops. Well, there's the droplets, but he also uses it. That, I thought that was just adrenaline. I, so I it was green. Was adrenaline. And green is typically yeah, yeah. always the color of Bane's like drugs oh, steroids really whatever um but like he uses it and then he gets rage and he's able to like jump up and right. beat the living shit out of that guy um, that's so interesting yeah so are you saying that this movie 
had some kind of call out to almost every single major Batman villain. So kind if you of? take that, you know, we've got yeah. the obviously the Riddler, we've got the Joker at the end. Um, uh, the, uh, Juno explained to me, I didn't stick around for the after credits tease, but um, hush. That was a hush tease in there. Well, there's uh, also like when they're in the apartment, I think you actually see the words hush um, yep. listed oh. at some point. And hush is like Matt the Reeves is reincarnation yeah. of the Riddler, essentially. Um, and right. I think the Joker is going like, again, we can get into it a little bit later, but like, I think it's going to be Joker is going to push uh, Riddler into this, like the comeback story, which is like that of hush, which will be interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. Anyway, let's, cool. let's hear this Matt TV Reeves has talked listing. about uh, oh. well, real quick. Matt Reeves has also talked about wanting to do Mister Freeze, um, and then obviously <laughs> you have Penguin throughout the entire movie. So, yep. Yeah, wait, wait, I just I have a quick I have a quick question on that, real quick. Clearly, this is a darker, grittier, more realistic Batman. We've been saying that for decades sure. at this point. Uh, how do you make a realistic Mister Freeze? I'm just oh, it's curious. I mean you're you're thinking too much of the Schwarzenegger performance, but like yeah. Mr. Freeze has like one of the most realistic motivations. Like everything he does is for oh, his no, wife. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. So don't like, mean more I, British, I, I meant more like yeah. his powers. Oh, yeah, no, I think like you'd, you'd have to. You'd have to do yeah. his powers a little yeah. bit differently. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like they could do it. But but I think like what Reeves is really interested is in the motivation of that character because it's sure, like sure, sure. deeply personal and it's almost like, oh, you're not that bad of a person. Like you're doing this for your for your wife. Nice. I think that's the more interesting part. I think they could figure out the. It wouldn't be as crazy as like I'm shooting freeze beams. <laughs> I mean, I really wish they would, but <laughs> anyway, Christian, let's hear the DVD chapter listings. Okay, so Bane, right? Oh, I'm Bane. Ha <laughs> ha. Blending in. Trick or treat. <laughs> Inspector Batman. Bruce Wayne, professional pervert. <laughs> ah yes. Mission Impossible, the cat and the bat. The immortal caped crusader. <laughs> Ratty! <laughs> Wait, uh, real quick. What else is Ratty from? Because we used to like say that all the time for some reason. I can't remember. We, okay, so this is a deep cut. But yeah, when we were younger, deep. we used to make home videos. In one of the home <laughs> videos we made. Oh, that's Okay. <laughs> A deeply offensive video now in today's standard called Fat Man. can never see the light of day. Never uh, see the light but of day. But there was a character we had. His, the, the main character's best friend, his name was Ratty. And there's a line said by this character, by an unknown actor at the time. Uh, and he just goes, <laughs> Ratty. Yeah. That's what wow. it's like. Okay. It's real deep yeah. cut. Take it easy, sweetheart. Pinguino. What? And boom goes the Alfred. How is this movie still going? Fuck you, Alfred. <laughs> oh, I'm brain. Daddy issues. Pumpkin pie is a crime. A huge miscalculation. An epic super soaker battle. Oh, what a joke. No man, I definitely lost it there toward the end. <laughs> I think uh, old man overall, that long is tough. Overall, um, in terms of your voice, Christian, probably like a seven out of ten. Uh, Arjuna for DVD chapter listings, uh, probably seven out of ten as well. Pretty good. That's solid. That's That's solid. That was amazing. That was an amazing. Look. I can't ever give you a ten out of ten. Then it's never gonna. You always want to 
go, you know, get better and better, right? You always want the sequel to be better. I do get better. Uh, every, every every single one good. is better that's than good. the last. You know? <laughs> do you think, uh, speaking real quick of one of your chapter listings, pumpkin pie is a crime. Do you think pumpkin pie sales are going to be on the rise now? <laughs> Because the Riddler's, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know why, but I just found that scene hilarious where he's like, "I just ordered some pumpkin pie." <laughs> I mean, Paul Dano, who plays the Riddler, he did. I think he did one of like top performance in terms of showcasing a villain, and it wasn't like he didn't outperform, which I thought was was good. Like nobody necessarily was like I think the star runner. Everyone kind of was cast really really well and worked well together. Nobody, I, I think, like. When you look at Dark Knight, you're like Heath Ledger, Joker, and then everyone else behind that. Yeah. While with this, yeah. I feel like everybody was like right there. Um, there was one. Yeah. I agree with that for the most part, but there was one star. Oh, there was yeah. one man who rose above it all. Yeah. That's Colin yeah. Farrell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every line he. Every line was amazing. His. His performance was was incredible. I also loved that he was in this movie way more than I thought he was going to be because I think how it was originally described was it was more of like a cameo or like yeah. a reduced role. But honestly, Alfred was more of a cameo. Like I think I counted four scenes for Alfred and like at least ten for for Cobblepot. Like, uh, amazing, incredible. The yeah. the whole Spanish thing where he's like, where well, you know, I said penguino. He's like, you what you? He's like, you guys don't know Spanish. No yeah. hablo espanol. I really, was I really, thought, and then like him waddling even with the with yeah. the restraints, like yeah. just amazing, amazing. I, I I really thought you guys were gonna have me do that voice for the uh, DVD. Chapter I, feel like I got you. I got you. You know, like you. it's yeah. like a it's like a Chicago a, like a deep Chicago act. I mean, everyone kind of had a Chicago esque type accent. I, I mean, there's like. a lot of. I mean. Again, uh, similar to the Dark Knight trilogy, they used a lot of Chicago shots yeah. to make Gotham for this one. But they also used, I think, some Europe. Uh, and I, I saw New Zealand in the credits, so I don't know if they, they shot um, some city shots there as well. Where in New Zealand? Like, I'd be curious to see like where in New Zealand, like which city. Hobbiton. 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 That, that's yeah. not Hobbiton. Also, speaking like performances, Catwoman, um, played by... Zoe Kravitz. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. So Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Um, she also did, I think, a fantastic job as Selena Kyle as Catwoman. I also thought this like version of Catwoman was is like the more interesting type of char- character, where it's like yeah. typically Catwoman, especially in, like the animated Batman, like what we grew up with, was always kind of like I'm just kind of stealing from the rich, you know, give to the poor, which is is a cool story, and you know she's always been kind of like in between good and bad this one she was obviously directly related to falcone um which we have seen in animated films before um batman the longest night part one and part two it's the same kind of story where she is stealing or wants to take from falcone um which this movie also kind of feel like pulled from those comic book I arcs think, as well i think his i think matt reeves said the three influences were that um the hall the longest the Halloween one was that the longest Halloween? Yeah, the longest though. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then year year two with the with the big the big influences here. Yeah, I mean, I was telling Learman this as well. Like this movie definitely felt very kind of like I love the animated movies that Warner Brothers puts out when it comes to like DC. They are far, in my opinion, better 
besides like the Nolan trilogy, like as a whole, as you specific to yeah. like the DCEU, like I'll always pick the ACEU and then some of the one-offs that they do because they're just so more, so much more interesting. Um, and this definitely kind of felt very much like an animated movie had come, you know, it was like real life. That's why I keep saying like, to me, this is like the best Batman movie, like live action that I've ever seen because it just felt like a good, solid, realistic comic book movie. Well, I don't know about realistic because, you know. Explosions. The explosions. Immor- immortality. <laughs> immortality. The immortal. Again, I said dark comic <laughs> book. You did. You did preface it with a comic book label. Yeah. But Very yeah, I thought, I thought, you know, speaking of Catwoman, like, uh, you could make an argument that she's more heroic than Batman for most of this movie, just in terms of, like, her motivations and, you know, she's trying to get justice for um, Annika. She's trying to, you know, she, yeah, she wants to kill Falcone be- for personal vengeance, but also, like, it's probably a good thing for the city in terms of just, uh, just in of terms it. of how it's going and and whatnot. And I did, I did like the, I did like how they had that parallel of, of Batman um, and her and their personal vengeances against Falcone and, you know, how it obviously was revealed that, you know, although not directly, you know, directly confirmed, it's heavily implied that, you know, he's the one that probably had his parents killed and, you know, he has just probably just as much reason to want Falcone dead. him dead as, yeah. as she does. So I thought that was just an interesting parallel of like their journeys and, Kind of, her, you know, not necessarily her descent into villainy, but like more of an anti-hero and more of his ascent into her hero, hero like heroism. Um, yeah, and and the the gag I really liked with the whole Falcone thing and everything was like the the three times he went into the nightclub and just how like the you know he first goes in as Batman, he next goes in as Bruce Wayne, and then the third time he goes in stealthily, um, and that's just kind of like his own natural progression, like from brute force. To charm to something in between. To a ninja. I would say though the second time where is the second time when he goes in as Bruce Wayne, that wasn't because of charm per se. That was more like Well, but that but that's him I it's him figuring out it's him figuring out when to use the personas, right? Like right. Yeah. at the beginning of the movie, he's like, I will just beat the shit out of everyone. Right? And then midway through the movie he's like, Okay, I have to use my Bruce Wayne persona, I have to be smarter here, like I can It use can come it. in handy. It can yeah. come in handy. This is useful for me. Right. And then the third the third time he's like I'm not completely I'm not Bruce Wayne. I'm not Batman. I'm something in between, right? And he uses you know, he uses the he's a little bit more stealthy and he uses a little bit more of his entire holistic skills to kind of get Yeah. It. If we're if we're smart, we're going to take this and you say he's something in between and we cut to like a bantha. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're going to do right there. That you should definitely do that cuz that's funny. Um <laughs> but I mean, like Matt Reeves also said too, right? When it comes to like this Batman, like the idea was a Bruce Wayne that you know puts the mask on or puts on his true face, right? Riddler says, you know, you're wearing your real face, right, with the, right. the Batman cowl and everything, right. and that's kind of I think the heart of the story, right? Is like a Batman that is reclusive, a Bruce Wayne or a Bruce Wayne that is reclusive, more reclusive than what we've seen before, where he is always Batman, he is becoming like nocturnal right like we see a couple of scenes where bruce wayne puts on like sunglasses during the day because like the sunlight is is hurting his eyes because he's out all night and everything um so i think that like all that is like super super cool and like adds to like this this darkness this this character of batman which has been uh really really good um 
speaking of like Batman films, you know, there's a meme that um, uh, Julian actually sent me uh, the other day. And Julian it's, Schwab, friend of the podcast. He um, and basically the the um, basically it's like a comic book page from Watchmen, and it's um, Doctor Manhattan sitting on Mars, right? That like infamous one. He's just kind of sitting around, and it's slowly zooming out, um, you know, out. And it's basically like um, in the comic, in the Watchmen comic, it's you know him saying like it, the year is nineteen da da da, and so and so is happening. The year is da da da, and something's happening. Instead, they've replaced it with. I'm nine years old, and a gritty, uh, gritty Batman movie has come out. Uh, Twenty years later, I am now this. twenty, or I'm now like in my twenties. A gritty Batman movie has come out. I'm now in my forties. A grittier Batman movie has come out, and it's like that has always been kind of like the progression, you know, with this Batman. Um, somebody had asked me recently, like, why? What's the point, right? What is the point in having another Batman when you know we saw the most realistic-ish type? Batman and um, we got all you know the the Joker and all the big villains with the Nolan trilogy like why not just like leave it and then just focus solely on like a Batman in the DCEU and Affleck and just call it a day because they tried and it failed <laughs> you think that's the sole <laughs> reason is just because well I mean look yes. we should talk about the, we should talk about the development of this movie right because the the movie initially came out out, it was supposed to be a DCEU movie. It was supposed to star Ben Affleck. He was attached to write and direct at one point. That was the whole idea of this, and it evolved over time into, here, Matt Reeves, you take it, and, oh, you want to if you really want to do it, you can make it your own thing. It doesn't have to be to the constraints of this universe, right? So I think that's an important caveat to talk about in terms of the evolution of this movie. And let's be honest, like this version is probably better than whatever else we would have gotten that was attached to the DCEU. Um, and I think that's important to kind of think about and contextualize. Um, you know, I think the the simple reason of why they keep making Batman movies is like it makes money. Like the movie is, is <laughs> yeah. due to make $150 million domestically this weekend. Um, as of the recording of this podcast, could be more, could be a little less. Um, but like that, I mean, that's why they make movies. Uh, Real quick, Junior, like, put that, like just so people have context, like what is that number in comparison to opening weekend of No Way Home, does the, the newest Spider-Man film. Does anyone know? I think remember? No Way Home was like 200. 200. So it's, it's, For, a, I think it's a heavy hitter It's going to make contender. a lot of... It's gonna, yeah. it's, this movie is probably going to make a lot of money. It's going to do really well. It's going to make a lot of money. People, even though it's a three-hour movie, like... Batman is a is powerful enough IP. Same like Spider Man. Those are the two probably the most Iconic powerful heroes, IPs yeah. out there. Um, <clears throat> not just comic book heroes, just like movies. Like it's yeah. gonna like you put those in the title and that's gonna draw people to the movies. You know, yeah. Martin Scorsese and all the you know Ridley Scott and all these other directors who want to go have a go on about but superhero movies and how it's not true cinema. Well, like money talks and <laughs> it makes more money than The Irishman and any other you know and The Last Duel yeah. and all the other movies that are quote unquote prestigious. So uh, you know, and I think the reason comic book heroes are so popular is because it is true escapism, right? You know, it's mm. it's so far what is actually real um and even though this is like grittier and darker um people like these types of stories because it's an escape and that's what people really want and, and kind of need right now in terms of just and, like what's going it, on in life in general i think you hit the nail on the head right and it's not just superhero movies it's like star wars uh yeah. is another great example and i think you're right and i think maybe that's not talked about enough is that people want 
that movie-going experience to be removed as much as possible from real life. You go see a movie like The Irishman, right? You know, it's like, it, it, yeah, sure, that's not everyday, everyone's everyday experience, but it's still rooted in some, like, historical events or whatever. So, sure. uh, Or take, a, like, a couple years ago, Marriage Story, right? The Adam Driver, yeah. Scarlett Johansson movie. Like, literally a movie yeah. about two people getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to see that? Like, fuck that's that. depressing. That's too yeah. close like, to like, home. <laughs> like that. That's that, that's like that, that's like half the population story, right? right. Or yeah. half of everyone who gets married. That's their. But Christian, story. that's like, cinema because uh, art has to be a. What is it? The like the art true imitates art. life. Yeah, it has to be an imitation of life, which is like that. That is like the stupidest thing because comic book movies you could argue are like the, the probably like some of the best imitations of life because once again it's an imitation right of life is not right. supposed to be an actual carbon, carbon copy not, thing yeah. right yeah. like art doesn't copy life or whatever yeah. yeah 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 so maybe scorsese and them like maybe they need to like reevaluate i mean <laughs> they're they're, they're, old, they're an old guard that's being you know kind of shepherded out in terms of like there are a lot of quote unquote award winning directors that are moving more into the superhero genre. The Matt Reeves of the world worlds, the Chloe Zhao's with, you know, Eternals and stuff. Like these are these are like the next generations of like your Scorsese's and stuff, and they have had no issue co- going into this genre. So you know, I think the genre's not going anywhere. Like you're you're starting to see more genre pieces and more like specific pieces that are like a little bit more blended and a little bit more realistic and grounded. Um and yeah. it'll just continue to evolve. Like it, yeah, it makes money. Like at the end of the day, it makes money. So it's gonna keep and, coming. And yeah, and just to follow up on that, it's like, uh, yeah, and we've seen now, especially recently, these comic book movies become hybrid movies. So this was a like uh, mystery slash maybe psychological thriller. Um, yeah. And then maybe superhero movie third, maybe. Right. Definitely, you know? definitely third. Like this, this movie also reminded me a lot of uh, the movie Seven with Morgan Freeman mm. and Brad Pitt, where it is a, a mystery that they're solving. Horrific things are happening, and a mystery things are being left. Um, and it's raining all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it is raining. heavy rain, man. Like, Do, I mean, d- damn, Gotham sucks. <laughs> like rain. All right, rain, so rain. I've seen. I saw a great tweet. It's like we've seen now like seventeen movies about how shitty Gotham is. How does why does anyone even choose to live there? Like because people it's, should be uh, like it's it should be a ghost town. Like it's economic because Gotham in the DC world is like it's the bigger New York City and it's supposed to be kind of like a representation of like Chicago and New York City where there's a lot of right. financial connections and things happening there. Like not to shit on New York City, but like New York City is not like. New York City, Boston, Chicago, those aren't great cities either, but so many people live there for whatever reason. I mean, people like, say LA is not a great city either. Shut like, up. LA really is a great city. How eye, dare you? How it's in the eye of the beholder, you? and it's also like, you know, and I think they do a good job of this, not necessarily in this movie, but in a lot of these Batman movies of like, there are really nice parts and there are really shitty parts. Like everywhere. Depends on how much money you have. Speaking, yeah. going back real quick, when you said like, the, you know, this is, um, you know, uh, multiple layers in terms of like genres and things of that nature. Um, this is also going to follow the Suicide Squad structure as well, where we have a movie and then we're going to get a kickoff or a spinoff kickoff spinoff series. Potentially, up. potentially up to three. Yeah. Wait, on what? the HBO Max uh, platform. Yes. Um, what, what shows? So, 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 so far the one that's what the, uh, the, GCPD. the one that's, 
officially confirmed is the GCPD one. The other two that are in active development is one that they're working with Colin Farrell on, which would be about Cobblepot. Um, and then there's rumors that they want to work with Zoe Kravitz and do a Catwoman HBO Max spinoff. All three yeah. of those sound to me like fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think each they of those really could be really cool, especially like a Cobblepot show can really like. The only concern I have is like a GCPD and Cobblepot one almost seem like they should be one and the same, just because mm. like I think they would focus on a lot of the same stuff. But like a Catwoman one would be super interesting because you could focus on like what she's doing in Bloodhaven and all this other type of stuff. If she's going to Bloodhaven, does that mean Nightwing is just going to automatically be there? Or no, because this is a young <laughs> Batman, so like he's not he's not there yet. But speaking of that. The mayor's son. Yes. Did anyone else get like, oh, this could be like Robin down the road? No, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like that was I just like. That. Yeah. I think that's yeah. just us looking for for that connection. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think if, they. I think they put in those shots. Impurposefully, right? Yeah, for you to I think agree. of like he's already thinking. You know, there's already the idea of like, especially with adoption and like giving back to Gotham. Like he's going to take in like an orphan or someone who has been through some pain and whatnot and have a sidekick at some point if these movies do continue, which I mean, they will. I don't yeah. know. I like I, the way I looked at it more was not necessarily like you were going to be Robin. Now I looked at right. it more like I see myself in yeah. you and I feel bad for you. And here's some Kurt Cobain emo music to play along that. I mean, I mean the, uh, real quick, the Kurt uh, Cobain song, amazing. The, or excuse me, the Nirvana song, very, yep. very good song choice. And I like the remake that they did on it. That was fantastic. I just want to point out, the first time you see that kid, he's dressed up as a ninja, wielding a sword. Um, remember, it's Halloween, right? So I'm just saying there might be a little bit more credence to him being Robin than we initi- than initially appears. There's definitely, there's definitely enough evidence that they're putting in there to at least put it in your mind. Not necessarily this specific character, but like mm. he's going to have a protege at some point. Maybe he'll turn into the Red Hood. See, to me, that would be way more interesting. Like, if you let's say there is going to be a sequel, right? I wouldn't want a sequel where it's just kind of Batman doing his thing and there's another villain or whatever. I think it needs to be around, Hutt, or excuse me, Riddler and around Joker. But then also, I think, like Christian just said, throwing in a red hood, right, would make but don't this. You need a, don't you need a Robin before you can have a red hood? Well, isn't red hood. Red hood Robin? is uh, Jason Todd. Right, which is yeah. the second Robin. So I would prefer them to just jump straight to that. Like, jump straight, jump. Wow, I can't speak. Jump straight to Jason Todd and the Red Hood yeah. arc and tie so it into like jump. Hush. But you, yeah, but you need, a but you need a Robin well. first. No, do a, do a Robin movie first, Batman and Robin movie, and then do a, a Red Hood. I think it would be more interesting, though, if, like, this, like, let's say this is a trilogy. The second one is basically. He feels, oh, I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to take on another hero. He brings in a hero. He fails that hero who then turns on him ultimately. And then the third one will be like his redemption of like, well, I fucked up and now I got to figure out whatever the next one is. I I mean, I would love that. Um, And say what you will, Matt Reeves, I mean, he uh, he's pretty well known for directing, I think, the third War of the Worlds movie. You know, like the reboot or the remake or whatever. You mean the Planet of the Apes? Did I say War of the Worlds? Yeah, Planet of the Apes. That's what I said. I think he directed all movie. of them. No, it's not. Uh, I don't think he... Maybe he directed... I don't, I don't think he directed all of them. I think maybe the, the second two or something. 
I'm not entirely sure, but either way, he's good at like um, taking old material and adapting it, right? And changing it up. So let's say that you do want to do this Red Hood thing. I think he'd be the perfect guy to do it. Uh, just based on what he's done with Planet of the Apes. I mean, as long I mean, as Red Hood is better than what we saw in the Titans <laughs> show, that'd be great. I will say this. I think Matt Reeves plays by his own rules, rules too. Like, I think he's interested in telling unique and interesting stories and perspectives on Batman. I think, you know, to Ravi's point of like, oh, why is this one of the best portrayals of Batman? It's because it's different and it's something that's interesting and unique. And even though Batman is, you know, coming up to 100 years old in terms of just how long he's been around, <laughs> you know, from comics and media, there's still interesting stuff to tell. So, like, I think he's going to take a lot of these ideas and, and do something unique and different about it. Yeah, the reason I hesitate on like potentially there being a full blown Robin or sidekicks in these movies is because I think Matt is interested because we're on first name basis, me and Matt. <laughs> you know, uh, Matt is interested in uh, I think really focusing on this Batman in in particular, and I think once you add in any other type of like sidekick or whatnot, you take away some of that um, attention. I agree. I agree, but I think Robin. Or here's two points to that. We haven't seen a modern day version of Robin yet. Batman and Robin in movies is still limited, what, to the 80s or early 90s or something? Let's say so yeah, the, the 90s yeah. movies. Yeah, so we haven't, seen, we haven't seen like a modern portrayal of Batman and Robin. And I think Robin is pretty integral to the evolution of Batman. So yeah, I think Matt Reeves would be able to find the balance, right? Like, well, I think though it goes to like... Batman and Robin, like, from the 90s, it's just... Robin is just there because he's there. He doesn't serve right. any purpose really beyond that, especially in the 90s yeah. movies. But, like, again, the 90s Batman movies do not do a good job in terms of, like, portrayal of the Batman character. But even so, I think, like, having a sidekick that then you ultimately fail is a more interesting story and development for one's own personal growth. And to the point where, Junior, you're making where it's, like, Matt wants to potentially just we're also on a first name basis where Matt wow. um, wants to uh, you know focus on a Batman and Batman's like character and development having that sidekick that you ultimately fail um, and then question you on your methods of like not killing um, you know to me that that will show like the most growth the most interesting growth of Batman plus and again, if we've never seen that uh, on yeah. like, a live action screen. And if you're introducing Joker in this first movie is Joker's the one who's super important for corrupting um todd right like making him the red hood so well so the, the, story, the story of red hood like the basics is you know joker lures jason todd's robin to an abandoned area blows him up kills him essentially ra's al ghul feels really bad for all of this uses the um fuck his Magic? lazarus pit which you know grants um ra's al ghul eternal life um, he uses that to bring Jason back. That bringing him back from the dead makes him a little cuckoo in the head. And he kind of reevaluates um, what Bruce is doing in Gotham and sees that by not killing, you're not really causing any change. So he goes and he takes out a lot of the mob bosses and takes them yeah. over and basically says, like, we're not going to be dealing drugs to kids anymore. We're going to be doing it this way. I'm going to kill you whenever I feel like it. He's just basically wow. a ruthless vigilante. Utilizing he's a ruthless tactics. Batman. Yeah, he's a ruthless he's Batman. A, he's, he's a dark Batman, and I think what's, uh, especially in the movie itself, um, the 2010 version, 
what's really cool about that is like they show that you know just even with like the madness at the lazarus pit like this is a robin that batman failed from the beginning like i think they're like they show the flashbacks of like his first day and his progression and everything and he's like progressively becoming more and more brutal i think there's like a couple scenes where like batman has to pull him off because he's just beating he keeps beating and beating on people and it's like why don't we just take it all the way like why don't we just end it why do we put him in arkham like why 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 well Um, because he needs the sales for arkham to grow his business exactly he's he's boosting the business family business um, it's too good it's too good real quick so the end of batman the movie we see riddler talking with joker um we were talking a little bit before we started here when i first saw that um i didn't realize that the joker had been cast already um and it's being the joker is being portrayed by barry kind uh, cone kind um, who is drew right in drew eternals drew in uh yeah I thought when I like when we saw that Joker. Well, at first I was like, "Is that Jared Leto talking? Oh, is right. it actually Toothface because of some of the scars on the face, the, the burns, the burns?" Yeah. And then I was like, because it felt very kind of a, a to a degree like a little nondescript. Like you couldn't tell looking at that who yeah. the actor was. So I thought they just left it as a more nondescript person, be like, "This is the Joker now," as opposed to like it. The person was actually cast as the Joker. So I thought that was. I don't know if that's a good thing, if that's a bad thing, but that's how I kind of no. left it when seeing it. I think, it. I think uh, that's, uh, that's probably good. It's a good thing. Of, I, I would say this was the worst scene of the movie for me. Wow. Um, just in terms of it wasn't needed, and I just don't want the Joker again. It <laughs> might be needed, depending on what they're doing in the future. If they put it this way, right? If they are setting up, then I don't want to see that, that we. Scene. Uh, uh, <laughs> if they are setting up um, Hush and maybe uh, a Red Hood down the road, then you're going to look back and, and that scene might be like the best scene of the also, entire series, it was, maybe. It was just also an odd placement. Like, that would have been... I think I would have been less upset with the scene if it had been like a post-credit scene, honestly. Hmm. Like, to, to put it in the movie proper itself, it just it just felt like it was one note too many, you know? Like, hmm. this was a... This was I thought this movie was a little too long, personally. Um, you know, and I think there was a couple like fake outs with us the endings. Like I actually think it would have been a really yeah. powerful ending if they ended with the Falcone stuff and then, you know, maybe he's chasing the Riddler at the end, or even like the confrontation with the Riddler in the prison scene. But there's just like a little bit of a dragging on at the end, and this was just like even more of that, you know, like, oh wait, here's more and more and more. Sure. It's like at some point the concert is over and I wanna go home. I do not need <laughs> I do not need four encores. Arjuna, Arjuna serious, sounds serious like question. a begrudging like old man. Like, all yeah. right, I'm done. I want to. I want to yeah. I wanna go. Actually, if you want to see Arjuna as an old man, go to our YouTube.com/slash Was a Good Channel. Check out our newest short, the interview, and you can see Arjuna as a begrudging old man. Uh, he plays it a little too well. He, yeah, yeah, he, he, he isn't playing Christian. He's just. Oh, your real right. life, essentially. I shed yeah, my yeah. mask and I wore my true face. <laughs> Wait, you know, face with no makeup on. Got it. But you know, we, we got to ask you the most important question. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how bad was the migraine for this one? Oh yeah, because you get migraines. I didn't. I did not get a migraine. I, then uh, it was I a prepped. great movie. <laughs> I pre- <laughs> we judge movies now on our junior's migraine level. Yeah, I was worried. Was a good. We'll, we'll, I saw. Uh, we'll I saw it in it. IMAX. Uh, and it's a three-hour movie. <laughs> and I was like, well, last did time anyone I did else that. Have, did anyone else have to like run to the bathroom at all? Or did you go through the whole thing? No. I was, I was really I, shocked that I didn't because uh, I have a pretty I good bladder. Like I, I can, I can right hold it for though, about six days. I think. 
fuck? That's not healthy, man. Um, before we ask that big question, guys, bull predictions here. Obviously, at the taping of this podcast, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, there is nothing out there on the internet that says that there is a sequel in the works. Um, nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed. All we know is that there are there is a confirmed spinoff on HBO Max coming out at some predetermined date. But beyond that, we don't know uh, of anything. So... What I'd like to hear from you guys are bold predictions. Very outlandish ideas in terms of what could happen to this Batman. And whoever gets the closest or the or hits the nail on the head gets, you know, fake internet points. He'll get a haircut. Uh, I will what? say, I will say um, not to be the Debbie Downer, but uh, I don't think, I, I don't know what the likelihood of another Robert Pattinson Batman movie actually is. Um, Robert, 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 Mr. Robert, Robert, uh, um, is is pretty selective with his projects. And I don't know if you guys remember, there was like some news around this movie where they had to take a break due to COVID. And, um, it was a little bit of a, of a thing where he's like, he wasn't going to stay in shape or, uh, keep up with his nutrition and personal trainer. He was just like, I'm not doing that. And so, you know, there's a little contention right there. So I'm not convinced personally that there will be another Robert Pattinson Batman movie getting made. Um, that's not really a bold prediction. Uh, bold, my bold prediction is going to be um, we're going to get young uh, Robin in the next one. They're going to set up a five-movie arc. Uh, they want fi- <laughs> Matt Reeves is going to do a five movies that will culminate, I think, with the Red Hood. But they're going to spend two movies uh, – Training young Robin, then Robin becoming fully fledged Robin. Hell, maybe he's night. Maybe they're gonna uh, do a movie. You know, um, he'll become Nightwing first, and then become Red Hood. They're gonna combine all of those characters into one Robin instead of having seven Robins running around. I think that's what they're gonna do. That'd be kind of interesting. That's what they should do. Yeah. Here's my bold prediction: the sequel will happen because money talks. This movie's gonna make a lot of money. They can pay everyone a lot of money. And as long as everyone is coming back, the Batman will become the new Batman Begins. And the sequel will become the greatest Batman movie that's ever been made. What? What? I'm sorry. You're calling the sequel to the Matt Reeves. It's a bold prediction. It's a bold prediction. Remember, it's a bold prediction. But I think they have like. Arjun, real quick. The greatest Batman movie ever made to whom? The world or to you specifically? Yeah, that's very subjective. Uh, I think it'll become. I think it'll become like the next Dark Knight. Like this will. It might not be like a hundred percent of people agree, but it'd be like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. It's kind of like indisputable. No, he's not. Drew Bledsoe. But what? but what I'm saying is like I th- I think it will like make the most money. Yeah. It will be universally like it'll be critically acclaimed. I think while this movie wasn't perfect for me. I thought it was very good, and I thought it lays so much groundwork for them to go in like so many great directions and do so many things that you can possibly do in like a a follow up with like the specific cast and crew. So that's my bold prediction. I like it. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. My that's bold big. prediction is that we will see Robert Pattinson as the Batman again before the year twenty twenty two ends. That doesn't make any sense. I believe he will show up in the Flash movie, which is scheduled to come out at oh. some point this year. That's my bold prediction. And so you're saying? Yep. So you're saying they're going to put him fully in the DCEU? So remember, the DCEU has already kind of, well, I guess, well, they've they've teased it forever for years now with 
you know, the Justice Flashpoint. League and everything is that there's this whole idea of a multiverse, right? And because yeah. of that, they can pull in whatever they want, take out whatever they want. And I think what we're going to see is it's true. this version of Batman will show up in that movie. Um, now, does that mean he's going to then physically move universe locations? I don't think so. I also hope not because that's not interesting. Um, we've seen what the DCEU does to superheroes and it makes them very kind of colorful and generic and boring. Uh, so I, I do hope that doesn't happen, but I do think he's going to show up in the movie. That's my So point he'll appear in the DCEU? Yes, this year. Wow. 2022. This year. Wow. Yeah. There's a few DCU movies, right? There's uh, Shazam. Is there a new Aquaman? New Aquaman. There's a new Aquaman uh, coming yeah. out. Yep. Then there's also Flashpoint. I think those are the three, right? Flashpoint's a big one. Flashpoint's they, a, they very, a lot very of movies. Big one, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then with that, guys, I think it's time. I will kick it nice. off. Krishna, you are bald. This is a fact. You also saw the Batman directed by Matt Reeves. Mr. By Reeves Matt. to you. Mr. Reeves. Matt. So the question is, was the Batman good? Hell yeah, it was good. I uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not ready to... A lot of tw- uh, Batman Twitter is ready to um, crown it as the best Batman ever. Uh, I'm not ready to do that. Um, but I, it's definitely top three. It's probably top two. Uh, I think it's solidly for me at number two. Yep. I think Dark Knight's still number one. Okay, and then what? And then number three is uh, <sighs> number three is I think Batman Begins. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Batman That's Begins me. is not as good as you remember it to be. I haven't seen it in a while, so I wouldn't be shocked if that's true. Um, so, yeah. All right. Arjuna, was the Batman directed by Mr. Reeves to you good? I thought Matt made a good movie, and it was <laughs> it was good. Uh, not great. Not the best Batman movie I've ever seen. Uh, definitely some nitpicks. Definitely some like things I think that could have been tightened up. And, you know, the mortal thing will always get me. Um, but... Definitely, definitely liked it. Not sure I would like rush to go back and watch it. You know, it's like definitely a, a commitment. Um, probably will still end up seeing it again sometime soon. Probably end up seeing it like four times in the theater because that's just how it goes sometimes. I'm actually seeing uh, it yeah. tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. again. Wow. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was good. Um, Ravi. Was Matt's movie the Batman? <laughs> good yes it was good and i i'm still standing on my hill that this is the best live action batman uh that i've seen um followed by dark knight and then followed by um batman under the red hood animated film those are like my top i would go the dark knight lego batman and then the batman i think the lego batman is an interesting take on batman because it falls heavily into terms of like his that version of Batman and his whole thing with family and family and family and all that fun stuff. So family. it's a great movie. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, I it's think fun. yeah, it was a great fucking movie. Like they did a top notch job on it. So I'm very excited good. to very see good. what happens next. And with that, that's gonna do it for us here on the podcast. Was it good? I think we have all said uh, Batman. The Batman was good, so therefore, definitely go see it again. Make this more money than Spider-Man because that would be kind of funny and horrifying. 
all at once. That'd be, a, that'd be, that'd be insane. That would be insane. That would be insane. I mean, I think Marvel's going to be just fine. They have this little movie coming out in two months called uh, Doctor Strange. No, they got this other Never one heard called of it. Uh, Never Morbius. Heard of it. Never heard Way of it. Way better. That's going to be more money. But That's Sony, my bold prediction. So. But the Morbius is still in conjunction with Marvel. So. It will not make more money. No, Morbius is, is so dumb. Definitely also, not. starring a Joker. <laughs> And with that, thank you for tuning in to the Was It Good podcast. As always, you can find us on social media, on Twitter, at Was It Good, on TikTok and Instagram, at Was It Good Pod. Our full pods and VODs and some other fun shirts are on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash was it good. Check out our website, wasitgood.info. Our next pod will be probably, most likely be in about a week. Definitely follow along on social to see what's going to be on, and we'll see you then.